FTX DAO Podcast, the hub for exploring the forefront of blockchain technology and Austin's Web3 community. Your hosts, Nick, Mason, Luke, and Ash, connect you with innovators within ATX DAO and beyond as we venture into the world of decentralized technology. So crack open a beer and join us for a front row seat to learn about the innovations and trends shaping our digital future. This is the ATX DAO Podcast. Hi, guys. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. Banging. Doing great. Awesome. Hey, we're here. Yeah, After nice. months? Yeah, months of months plotting. Months of plotting and, and yeah. <laughs> Scheming in the dark. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the back channels of Discord. From, from states all over the country. Um, well, welcome, everyone. This is the first official episode of the ATX DAO podcast. Yeah. All yeah. Right. We're hoping yeah. to turn this into one of the most amazing podcasts out there. Um, we're going to get into it today. We're going to talk a little bit about who we are, what we're doing, what we want to do with the podcast, uh, as well as some updates that have been happening in the DAO. Um, before we get into it, though, I think it's probably great for our listeners if we just introduce ourselves. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll start. Um, my name is Mason Lanai. I'm one of the co-founders of HX DAO. So we spun it up back in October 2021. And if you're tuning in, you have some awareness of what we are um at least initially and we can talk a little bit about that in a second but i'm a born and raised native austinite i used to be a musician before i put that on pause to put all my creative energy into crypto um by the dip <laughs> and uh yeah i'm i'm pumped to be here with uh with the team and build something new awesome well, thanks for joining the show luke yeah, sure so you. awesome. Uh, I've been uh, spent most of my career in traditional finance, but have recently made more of a pivot toward uh, crypto and that type of thing. So I'm actually in the process of getting a master's in blockchain with the University of Nicosia. So really excited about that. And um, also the host of the 2-6 podcast, which I do um, with my brother. So so yeah, lots of good stuff going on there. Awesome. Did you drag him down the rabbit hole? He drug me, actually. <laughs> oh, so, nice. yeah. so yeah, <laughs> so, nice. so he, he was involved with a lot of DeFi stuff and told me about it. He had a, a mint coming up for a project he was in, brought me into that and went down the rabbit hole at exactly the wrong time. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but really excited to be here and excited about the tech. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to hear more about this program. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. On. So, Ash, welcome. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I too, like Luke, used to come from a traditional finance background, private wealth in a lifetime long, 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 long ago. Uh, got red pilled in a funny way by a friend from that way uh, to come into crypto. Um, you know, did research on stuff and then did core te core team stuff and now building building a product in GameFi and uh, insurance actually on Bitcoin and Ethereum. So yeah, yeah, awesome. glad to be here. Awesome. Uh, I'm Nick Casares. I am a member of the DAO. I'm not an Austin native. I'm originally from Colorado, but I came here by four years in San Diego. I moved to Austin uh, around the beginning of the pandemic and got plugged into the DAO pretty quickly. I was part of the two mints, good friends here, and a great part of this community. So we started talking about this podcast and uh, you know, being involved in podcasting previously, I thought this would be a good place to contribute. Uh, my background is actually in product strategy and user experience. Um, so I started my career about 15 years ago, worked all over software as a service, different industries. Everything from public safety to marketing analytics to commercial real estate. And about six years ago, I got dragged down the rabbit hole by a friend who mm -hmm. was doing a, a hackathon with consensus and uh, kind of found Ethereum and never really looked back. And so I joined an incubator where I, I came on as a program director. 
and started working with early stage startups. This was post ICO, but before the last bull run. Um, and as we all know, it's been a crazy <laughs> ride over the past four and a half years. So uh, super excited to maybe play some of that experience forward here, but also just connect with you guys, connect with our community. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I think there's a lot of potential here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've got some good voices at the table. Um, so I think before we get into what we want to do with the podcast, it would be cool for listeners. I know everybody listening is probably slightly familiar with DAO, but maybe they don't have the full history or have been uh, close to us for very long. I would love, Mason, since you're a founding member, just to get your perspective on mm-hmm. how we got started and what the mission is. Yeah. So the f- at the beginning, the, like the first initial meeting in Dow lore and Dow canon was at Lazarus Brewing on the east side. It was kind of a hodgepodge of people that were potentially interested in starting this organization, right? Because in Austin, there were a ton of meetup groups like all throughout the city, but nothing had really stuck or had a real impact in, as far as like furthering the crypto scene, at least from the perspective of the founding members, right? Yeah. And so the idea was, if you make a DAO, and obviously it was during DAO hype, so you know we want to make a DAO. Sure. But if you make a DAO, and I try and I try and tell this to people that want to do meetups in other cities when they like talk to me and for advice, uh, if you do a DAO, you're making something that's more than meetup, right? You're building a project, you're building an organization, and you're putting skin in the game and making uh, a treasury come to life, yeah. which is very different from a traditional meetup. And the idea of like, okay, we'll start ETX DAO. The idea was. We want to be the de facto crypto research uh, resource in the city and in the state, and we want to work with the government, with artists, with local businesses, and we want to just create a strong community. And that was the baseline of what we were trying to do, and we've stayed fairly aligned to that mission um, and actually realized all of those goals, um, except for the, the local business part we're still working on. But we've done all the other things fairly successfully over the past couple of years. Um, and where we stand today, in... Oh, wait, 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 before we go there, yeah. I want to ask some questions. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think there's some little lore that you and I don't know about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I actually, you were actually Zilker 1. Oh, I was, yeah. 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 So I, I, know, yeah. I know everybody. <laughs> I know everybody <laughs> in their history. So the, the founding members that came together, you guys, you're at Lazarus, you're having this conversation. Yeah. But like, walk us through a little bit of like what the, the initial conversation was. Did anybody have DAO experience? Or like, how did this idea come up? Um, so I didn't have the actual initial DAO idea. Um, that might, I think that was Clifton, actually. Okay. Um, and he, he's got lots of technical experience. He made the Discord. Pretty sure he, he I think he might have made the Gnosis. I'm not sure. Him and then Malcolm Navarro was one person. Um, and John Regas, they're like the more technical-minded people that help spin up some stuff. Um, but I didn't have DAO experience. I don't think anyone else had started a DAO yet. But there was a lot of like crypto know-how that was going on. Um, and was then, everybody in the founding group, were they all working in crypto or in Web3? Um, most so there's there's like the creators I would, I would describe it as like there's a, the creators so there's like five-ish guys yeah. that were like we have this idea now let's go find founding members okay. um and those guys were all okay. and like masari and then clifton was uh he's a he's a hedge fund crypto hedge fund guy i believe at the time or that might have been his next job but john Griegas worked at link pool um kyle actually wasn't in crypto but he did have a fund that he had he had been working on as well like on the side so they're all like pretty into crypto sure um and then they yeah, they were the creators of the idea and they kind of went from there and found found folks like myself i came on i was like yeah you know like 
Uh, I've worked in software sales. I've worked in IT consulting and I'm a musician. I, I, I can do like some marketing and some events. Um, I don't know if that's useful. Like I don't, I'm not in crypto. It turns out you're pretty damn good at that. It turns out events is the most important thing you can know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how long from that conversation over at Beer at Lazarus to the first? Beer at Lazarus was August in 2021. Then there were some like pre-DAO formation events like gathering interest and networking. And then first real event, I believe, was in November. It was a collab event with Ethereum Austin at Eastside Tavern. Yep. And if you go and look through the, the snapshot proposals for us, there's the first proposal, I believe. It, it was either the first or second. Um, it was us approving a $500 spend from the Treasury. Yeah. <laughs> and the debates that went on about that $500 <laughs> were pretty hilarious, considering the fact that, like, I mean, you, you, the way we've scaled at this point, like $500 is not a huge deal, obviously. And, but at the point in time that we were talking about it, was, this was the first time we released funds. So we right, were like, yeah. oh my God, like, are we going to blow through our money? Is this setting a precedent of like just spending money on booze? And then it turns out we spent a lot of money on booze. Um, <laughs> well, and I think one thing about a DAO that I've noticed is that people in DAOs generally tend to like to talk about, debate, argue about the yeah. way we're going to go spend money or, or yeah. the directions that we're going to take. So what is it? It's cool. a DAO stands for dudes arguing online. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, you guys got it off the ground, building some momentum, had some events, had the initial mint, built the treasury. How did you guys get involved? Oh, you go, Luke, you go first, buddy. Yeah. So, so I actually heard about ATX DAO from, um, from Ed, I don't know if you know Ed. He runs a Festival Pass, yeah, so yeah. he was he was telling me about it, and Actually, Ed's one of our clients. Yes, he told yeah, me about yeah, that. Yeah. So oh, y'all wow. y'all built that for him. So yeah. so he told me a little bit about the DAO. I was really interested. Definitely wanted to be in a place where not only kind of networking and meeting people, but helping to you know advance crypto in general. So just something I was really interested in, and really glad to be a part of it. Awesome. I happened to go to a Texas blockchain event, and uh, one of your ATX DAO members was there. He told me about ATX DAO. We had a little too much to drink. It was actually, that, I think that, it was that, a perfect amount, frankly. Yeah, that does not happen, guys. <laughs> I don't think that really happens. But that being said, he told me about this organization of like builders and creatives like locally in town. And I was like, dude, what is this? This is awesome. And for a while, like I felt like, you know, it was kind of odd. Like you're so connected in this community, like of crypto, right? Like we're all here for each other. But at the same time, it feels like it feels like sometimes you're not connected with each one, each one, right? Because you're like building at home or you're building on the road. Yeah. And he was like, dude, you got to go check this out. And I came to this event and I was like, holy cow, there's like so many different people here from like so many different places. This is like a great place to talk to people and bounce ideas off of like or just like share a beer and be like, dude, this is my problem right now. <laughs> I, I think I'm, my world is imploding. Yeah. And there's always someone to like talk to about that. And I was like, hey there's a mint coming up. I would love to be part of this community. And luckily, you know, I applied and got in. Yeah. So here I am. And I, I mean, here we are, we're making something like what, a few months into you joining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's super organic. And I feel like for all those out there, like I definitely recommend it if you have the opportunity to like, you know, come talk to any one of us or be part of the community. I, it's really a blessing. Yeah. So, yeah. You think that? I think it is too. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, I agree. Like the connections I made have been super organic. Yeah. That's what I do love about the DAO. Like it's not forced. You show up and, and there are people and you interact <laughs> with people and, and you make these connections. But yeah, um, I know that, you know, we, de we definitely have goals. We have a mission that we're tracking for. Mm -hmm. So 
Tell us, I want to go back to some of the highlights just for mm -hmm. people that haven't been involved with the DAO as long. Like, what are some of the high points over the past year and a half, two yeah. years? With the DAO? Yeah, and we can break it down into pillars is how I, when I talk to people about this and try and explain, like, we're a DAO and we're a lot of people. So we, we I mean, Sam Fadia would describe this as a hydra. Um, <laughs> but we have a lot of different projects. But, so we try and bucket them in, like, different um, categories. So. It's community, innovation, and policy are the ones we have. Um, and originally, like, our slogan was make awesome the crypto capital of the world. We've kind of changed a little bit um, to make it more about having a positive impact on the city. Yeah. Um, I think we've done a good job making Austin a crypto hub. Um, I'm still working on it, obviously. But I read a Washington Post article recently that was about Austin real estate, and they mentioned Austin's crypto scene in it. I was like, this is random. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. crazy. But side note. Um, as far as like huge highlights of what we've done um, when it comes to community, I mean, everybody knows about our parties. So we've been able to do these giant parties when conferences come to town, but at the same time, we're able to do recurring meetups, happy hours, dev meetups, educational sessions, things that like further the community here in Austin beyond just partying, which is obviously awesome and important, but um, it's about the cadence and the consistency uh, to build a community. Yeah. And then for innovation, that's where we bucket things like supporting local startups or artists and we've been able to do the pitch competition which happened at the beginning of this year actually that's crazy time flies um and happening again right and happening again at the beginning of 2024 um first web to pitch competition in texas we had 77 applicants people drove in flew in um we were able to give out about 170 grand of prizes Nice. Uh, that was affiliated with UT? Yes, we did it with the Macomb School of Business. Okay. Um, cool. And then a bunch of great partners, QuickNode, Notley, um, this, this Texas Blockchain, the undergrad organization was great. Um, but yeah, so we're doing that again. Obviously, we're trying to make that bigger and better every year. And then the artist piece, we did a mural downtown, uh, Native Hostel, if anyone's familiar. Giant mural by Everyday Research. He's the artist. Fantastic. Fantastic guy. And then we turned it into a 3D NFT, sold that to art patrons as a fundraiser for the Hope nonprofit um, locally. So that was cool. And we're about to launch an artist residency, which we can talk about later. But the final piece is that policy. And everyone loves the policy. Uh, it's very glamorous. Yeah. Um, until, I mean, the sausage, when it's made, is not glamorous. But it looks cool from the outside. It feels cool when you're doing it. Um, but it's very challenging. Um, but we were able to get a Dow bill written, drafted, and passed through the House at the Texas state level. In, in record time, from my understanding. Yes. Oh, well, wow. we, we didn't get to the Senate, Senate, which is fine. Um, we'll get it next time. But I mean, just from start to getting it that far. I think that was... Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're a new organization. It's pretty unheard of for a rookie organization right. to get something 90% of the way in their first session yeah. with very little experience, yeah. uh, if, if not none. Yeah. We had a, we were hands held, obviously, by... Um, Lee from Text Blockchain Council, um, and then we had Jacob, of course, helping. We did an amazing job. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that's that's hugely impactful. That's really changed the trajectory of what we believe we're able to do, um, and changed our reputation as someone who really can impact things at this like uh, incredibly tangible way. Like, and I mean, we're just keep building from there on that. Um, but yeah, super pumped about all that. Awesome, that's dope. Yeah. So I mean, that's a lot of. A lot of highlights over the past year and a half. Yeah, exactly. A lot of That's the greatest hits album right there. Right. You know? <laughs> Which is what's cool about the DAO, though. You know, I, I think you know, the fact that it's decentralized, the fact that we can pull from the community and get people involved in all kinds of different ways, means that we can really move on all, you know, many fronts pretty quickly without being you know, tied down the way that a regular organization would be. Like, 
even even a nonprofit or community org, we need those. They're great, but a lot of times, like the bureaucracy, the red tape, just so slow moving. So it's refreshing, I think, if you're trying to plug into a community and get things done and have a passion for this stuff or the technology or the ethos behind crypto, like this is a great place to plug in and that. Yeah. Um, there are some things that we wanted to touch on in terms of current initiatives yeah. that I think are pretty important and want to share out with communities. So let's talk maybe first about the uh, DAO artist residency. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So give us a rundown. So it's actually launching tomorrow. Um, but Avalanche, Avalabs, great, uh, great, great partners, honestly. Um, two of their business development guys are in Austin. They joined the DAO. And what we were talking about even before they joined the DAO is what they call the Mona Lisa Initiative, which is a project that Avalanche is working on to get NFT artists using their, their marketplaces, building on Avalanche and kind of curating like a really high quality NFT ecosystem right. on Avalanche. Um, so we've been, you know, we've been having these conversations for a long time and it's finally coming to fruition. So they're going to allocate um, some resources to help us. And HXDAO members are going to be part of this team in which we basically onboard artists to crypto. We kind of, we're finally putting our money where our mouth is. And it's, so that's, that's been part of our vision for a long time, right? Yeah. And yeah. we did the, we were able to do the mural, which was like huge, like, okay, boom, like we've done this art support thing, but nothing as impactful as like creating an actual art residency where these artists are going to apply, um, they're going to get accepted, and then we're going to give them tools and education, like one on one communication, and then a guaranteed commission for their NFTs at the end of the program. And then we'll obviously do an event to highlight their, their work, but it's gonna be super impactful for the community. And like, as someone who, part of my mission with HXDAO is to have a positive impact on the city and build an institution that lasts forever for like, when we have kids in Austin and like people talk about oh, the Chamber of Commerce and they talk about ATXDAO, right? They see yeah. HXDAO as like an impactful nonprofit style organization. Yeah. Um, and if for things like this, where we're going out and we're partnering with for other art nonprofits to distribute this information and prove that the crypto industry is full of good people that care about art and care about building. Yeah. Um, it's going to do a lot for the image of our organization, for the industry as a whole, um, and then we'll be able to like tangibly give back. So it's going to be really. I think I maybe I'm very optimistic, but I'm, I think this is going to be a game changing moment for the DAO. Yeah, I love this community outreach aspect, right? Of like reaching people outside of the traditional world of tech, yeah. right? Ultimately, it's like, it's a space for creatives, right? And Austin has this huge creative like community of like musicians and like visual artists and like, you know, artists in all kinds of realms itself. And it's a great way for us to like connect with these people and then show them like, hey, this whole space can be of value to you too as a creator. And that's, that's awesome. Like, so I'm super stoked about this. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm really excited about it too. I think that that assistance that we're going to be able to provide is going to be huge. Um, at this last year, I somehow ended up in the artist circle at VCon. I was just talking to Brian Brinkman and a bunch of other artists and kind of hearing how they all came about Web3. It was all very like they just happened upon it and they had to figure everything out on their own. But there's so many great artists here that, you know, with a little help, it's going to really empower them to be able to take advantage of the tech and really get their art on chain and out there. So I think it's a really great thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even in my personal circle, I've had probably four or five people that are artists reach out to me. They, they know that I'm involved in Web3, yeah. blockchain, and they're like, how do I do it? You know, and it's like going down that path with somebody is yeah. such a rabbit hole. It's like, well, yes. 
can you commit weeks of learning so yeah. we can sit down and I can walk you through all of this? And you know, it shouldn't be that hard, right? Like this, this should be an open playing field for everybody. I mean, that is the spirit of decentralization. Like anybody should be able to walk up and use this technology. I think it's very cool that we're partnering with Avalanche on this because it gives you know us a way to basically help artists find the space, help get them you know some incentive mm -hmm. for getting involved, you know, and, and because you know art doesn't pay for most people, yeah. so yeah. You know, it's it's a high bar when you add technology on top of the fact that people are just doing this to try to find the ecosystem. So yeah, I'm super excited about this mission. Yeah. yeah, it could be a cool new way for them to like explore like distribution models, obviously. And it's like ultimately, you know, it's meant to be like, hey, you can reach out to a whole new audience, a whole new world yeah. of like yeah. being like, dude, like this is not a conventional way of like just being like, hey, this is just my artwork right here. Come to my place. Now you can reach all these people that might have never known you. Which is mm -hmm. kind of like a distributed like creative compute, right? Which is kind of like awesome to think about. So yeah, yeah man. Are there when will we have details about the program? It'll be live. We're gonna do a tweet thread announcement tomorrow. Okay. Avalanche will do their posting and then we'll get some inbound applications and everything. People can start talking about it. And then um week after next, we'll probably start doing more coordinated partnership conversations with the local nonprofits. So by the time you're listening to this, yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it, it'll be out and yeah. uh, probably open for applications. So definitely reach out to uh, yeah. us at the DAO. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, and an, an example of why the DAO is cool is we've been able to, like there are people like, for example, Bob Black, who's got the specific skills that he's trying to exercise with our work in educating artists specifically he's right. been trying to educate artists about nfts he's super passionate about yeah and he's awesome. he's able to just plug into this um in in where there's no blockers you know yeah. like these projects come bottom up they appear and then people can plug in um yeah. so i mean that's I, I think that's special as far as the organization goes um, but that's yeah. cool awesome cool. so let's let's give it a little bit let's talk about the dc trip yeah um dc trip so context and you guys all know this um, Stand with Crypto is Coinbase's partner nonprofit organization. They're working to further the cause, crypto advocacy, obviously, advocate for the massive voting block that has not really been mobilized in crypto users. I mean, it's something like 52 million people in America hold crypto. Yeah, that's huge, right? Um, the government is not necessarily super cooperative right now, um, so they need a little push. And HX DAO was selected. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of push, yeah. They, yeah. A shove. Yeah. <laughs> um, HXL is one of, I think it was about 40 organizations that were selected to be represented on Washington, D.C. a few weeks ago. They flew me out to talk to Texas and Florida representatives. And the angle was hey, uh, from your perch in the House of Representatives and the Senate or whatever, uh, you just think of crypto as this weird technology that bad people use. But until you meet these people face to face that are like normal people creating jobs and creating value, uh, you don't understand what crypto actually is. And so you go and you meet them face to face and they go, oh, my God, what? OK, this is actually the industry. Right. These are real yeah. people. And then right. hopefully that changes the opinion. And we were able to get at least in my delegation, like they had a, they had a bunch of people from across the nation. But the Texas and Florida group, we were able to get at least one um, representative to sign on to the bill after the session so that we did move the needle which was crazy and and was that session was it q a or was it what was the so style it was like from my experience in lobbying in the state as well 
uh, you you mean you get the meeting in whatever way you you know you uh, do some outreach or you leverage a connection and you're able to meet this representative and or their staffer. Maybe they actually just want to meet you. Maybe whatever. Um, you go and you just kind of have your your, your 15 minutes or whatever to say your piece. Right. And in this case, um, I mean, it might not even be 15 minutes. Sometimes, sometimes it's like you're walking down the hall and you're trying to talk to them. Right. Sure. Um, <laughs> you just walk and talk. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, in like these cases sitting down in the meeting room in their office and the process was Coinbase legal person or lobbyist prefaces the agenda and explains the context. And then each founder tells their story. This is who I am. This is what I do. And then at the end of that, the representative and or their staffer understands, hopefully, that these are real people that are building the space. And if you, make, if you don't advocate for proper regulation and you let the SEC keep bullying, you're going to potentially lose a lot of economic activity and jobs and effectively damage small business. Like these, this is small yeah. business. That, yeah. This is American small business. And it's like the backbone of what America's supposed to be, yeah. right? Our economy and everything. So you got to wake up. And, you know? and the spirit of innovation. It feels like some of the times, like if you're especially operating in a more traditional regulated industry, right? And you have to, you know, think three times before you do a single thing. And like, that's not an innovative or creative environment, right? One of the things that like we're kind of uniquely blessed at in being in tech, right? And irrespective of where you are in that stack is like, dude, like you have a crazy idea, go ahead. You know, let's be curious and like explore it, right? It's like, oftentimes it's like, you know, regulatory environment kind of like scares that away so it's like awesome that you had this opportunity to like ground this narrative of what crypto is as a boogeyman to like yeah. these are real people doing real things right. right and this is an opportunity for you to talk to them and be like dude there's no secret sauce here this is just this is how it works yeah this is what it's doing yeah that's awesome man. yeah yeah i mean we will hopefully it works i mean you guys go sign uh the protect DeFi, the IRS um, stuff that's in the infrastructure bill is sneaky and they need to pull that back. It's overly burdensome as far as like reporting stuff, but look that up, try and sign something. Coinbase has stuff on their Twitters and then I think was it protectdefi.org? Yeah, so that came out today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that would be a good thing to look at. It's like, I don't want to get too much into the weeds of it, but definitely it's something that is not only, well, it seems burdensome and in my opinion, unusually to like not only just DeFi, but to all crypto, not only in the United States, but overseas as well. Right. Because it basically requires, in my opinion, my opinion, that it feels like you're making everyone do a KYC AML, which is kind of super crazy to do. I don't even know how you would do that. So yeah, just a weird thing. Yeah, you know, it's one of the, the I think, sticking points with crypto and, and any sort of decentralized technology. But you know, as users, we become stewards, right? And it's not, it's, it's different than big tech where you have these centralized companies who go to bat because they obviously have the profit market. Yeah. And so they're going to make sure that the tech survives. But in our world, in the world of blockchain, crypto, DeFi, like it's our responsibility as users. So take a stand, you know, yeah. get informed, like say your piece. So yeah, thanks Mason for representing us. Um, I got to give you props for the ball of time. <laughs> that's my signature yes. man that was um, some fast texas swag <laughs> oh, people loved it i mean people loved it um and then i guess just to cap it off as far as like what's coming up um stand of crypto we're gonna hx is working with them again at the north american blockchain summit which is the texas blockchain council's um conference we were gonna do a collab event there 
And like, yeah, if you want to support, I mean, this by the time this out, this, this summit's probably be over. But um, support Texas Blockchain Council, support Stand of Crypto, get informed, um, sign the petitions. There should be more action items as time goes on. But um, yeah, it's a. I'm really hoping that things can get sorted out. Because <laughs> it'd be a real bummer to miss this opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we're kind of already like it's, it's slipping away, but we'll see. We'll see. Growth takes time, man. Yeah. Growth takes time. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything will work out organic. Yeah, hope so. All right. I think we're at that time when we want to talk about a little bit of what people should expect from this podcast. And if they don't like what they're hearing, how they can tell us that so <laughs> we can make some changes. Um, so, you know, a couple of goals for the podcast. We, we've, again, we've been talking for a month and a half about this. And we started off just with a call and said, you know, what do we want to do with this podcast? How do we want to use this platform? To connect the community to I think we landed on two things, but I wanted to get your guys' take on this too. Number one, you know, connecting with the community, both inside the DAO, but also outside of the DAO. So people in the DAO who are members of the DAO, you know, keeping them informed of all the goings on. But then for people just in the Austin or outside of Austin communities, you know, what is the DAO? What are we up to? What is this whole thing about? So I think trying to maintain a balance of what's happening and also how to get involved with us is one of our primary goals. Uh, second, it's to really tap into the deep well of expertise that we have in the DAO, right? Yeah. There are so many experts in the DAO that are building, that have connections to people that are building, that are investing. And I think it would be a shame if we didn't dive down that rabbit hole and try to leverage that expertise to bring that. Front. So yeah. what do you guys think? Are there other things that we talked about that we're missing here? Well, I like you said, you know, like there's so much expertise in the DAO itself, like in this space. Uh, one of the cool things that I, you know, like coming into this space, right, we all found our way in here, kind of like, you know, we're all red-pilled by someone else close to us, someone maybe super close, like a brother, yeah. right? Uh, but that being said, like, it's, as a builder in this space, it's also great to just talk to other builders and just be like, what went wrong? You know, we've always heard these stories of like, hey, you guys were on the up and up and it's like, you know, you're doing so great. And then all of a sudden, like something happens and you join a team and you were like, what is going on right now? You're kind of like disenchanted with the whole space, right? I think that's another cool thing that I would love to talk to some of these teams of being like, hey, tell me your story. Like you were here in the beginning. What happened? The growth was amazing. What are some of the road bumps? Like, and like, why, why'd you take this turn? pivot and it's like as someone who's actually like you know also like building and we're all building in this space in different kind of capacities it'd be great to talk to this talk, uh, talk like openly about like what's going on and like getting advice from like bios for us kind of you know and that's kind of like super super cool i think yeah so. i think advice education and then just highlighting like superstars yeah. whether that's in or outside the DAO. i think like yeah highlighting people in the DAO that are superstars but I'm very pumped about being able to like extend invites to people that I respect or people that everyone I know in the DAO wants to hear from and hosting them. I think that'll be really fun. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this as a potential episode, but the, the ZK roll up, like zero knowledge, like tell all yeah. with some experts. I think <laughs> yeah. the, the demand is there. Yeah. Um, getting some real big brains in the room to explain stuff will be nice. So that's going to be a long episode, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we might need to, yeah. Break it down into a hundred episodes. Well, we can turn that into we can turn that into little sound bites. Maybe make a little creative 
educational tool. That, that one might be a mini series. Yeah. <laughs> might be a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, <could be. laughs> zero knowledge. How people that don't understand it will try to learn it. <laughs> no, I'm working. Awesome, guys. Well, I think we're off to a good start. Um, before we sign off here, there are a few things that we want to put out there for listeners. Um, number one, we want your feedback. Right. So if you're listening to this, if you have ideas, if you have things that you'd like to hear about, episode ideas, guest suggestions, reach out to us. We'll have some sort of contact on the website, uh, atxdow.com, right, mm-hmm. Mason? Oh, yeah, podcast um, at atxdow.com. Podcast.atxdow.com. Um, and then the email, the email, podcast at atxdow.com. You can reach us there. Oh, oh then send, right. send us an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's podcast at atxdow.com and then atxdow.com slash podcast. That's like the splash page. Just so you have all the information. This will all be in the show notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as well as uh, links to connect with, with all of us. Um, and then finally, if you're interested in joining us on the show, like we just talked about, we're always interested in guests. So if you have cool tech that you want to talk about, a story to share, or some lessons learned, uh, we'd love to connect. Yeah. All right, guys. Sign off. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Can't Thanks, wait. y'all. All right. This seemed awesome.